with the with this person. Are they so it's dating? like like in a relationship or it's a friendship. They are family. Oh, no. So you think less of your siblings. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I said. No. You hear that? No. You hear that, Jordan? You hear that, Danny? You hear that, Joel? And they will work with your enemies. No. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I would not be prepared. My instincts is to run. I hope I can throw enough elbows because that's the only thing I have worth using. My <laughs> elbows are sharp. <laughs> I hope I can hold him down with my legs, get an elbow in, and get up fast enough to be able to run away. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a solid plan. I'm not going to lie. It don't sound solid. It's just the plan that I have. <laughs> You're right. It wasn't a solid plan. <laughs> you always say, make sure that you all are good. Like, take care of your brother. Take care of your sister. Mm-hmm. But what does that look like? Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. There's no, I don't think there's a way around it. Hello, Hello and welcome to Cuzzo Convos. I'm Cuzzo Mandy. This is Cuzzo Nate. And we just got done talking about like our days. It is the end of the work day. We decided to clock back in. Well, technically, I haven't. Some of us may not have clocked out of work yet, but that's the story for another day. But we decided to clock into this podcast. It's been a little minute, cousin. A little bit, a little bit. Like, we've been busy in our lives. What's some of the things that have been going on with you? Uh, the um, wedding planning. Um, basically, that, that and work. Um, my job's super stressful. To uh, compound that with my fiance, um, sort of kind of liking her job. And then planning the wedding, it's like stress and on top of stress, on top of stress. So I think this weekend I might take a little load off, you know, so. Yes, definitely take a load off. I am feeling a similar vibe um, because I had to go into the office all this week Mm -hmm. and I knew and and pretty much every single day um, besides today, I had to do something after work. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to come home and decompress. Like I had an event to go to on Wednesday. I did a ho- I ended up doing a whole bunch of random things before that event, including buying a PS, not a PS, Lord, I don't know games. I bought a Nintendo Switch. The, <laughs> the point of what I was trying to say is I'm going to try to become a gamer. But yeah. first, I need to know my companies and my devices, Nintendo and, P- and PlayStation are two different things. Yes. So <laughs> there's that. Um, so I, yeah, I did that. And then yesterday I had to rush home so that I could get home in time to go to my workout, which I did not crush because I was just so exhausted from the past two days. So today I thought about like, oh, it's Friday. I'm already like close to the city. Maybe I should meet some people and do happy hour. And then I thought about it and I was like, Nah, I'm gonna go home <laughs> and I'm gonna go to sleep. Yeah. Or uh, learn to play my Nintendo. I don't know. Maybe. I think there are a lot of good games on Nintendo. 
I mean, if you start to become a gamer, then that'd be pretty interesting. Right. <laughs> It'd be like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. At the very least, I'm starting with this very simple game that I started to learn to play uh, at the end of last year called Overcooked. So that's the first game I plan to learn to play. And really, it's just going to help me be able to learn to move my, what are the characters called? I I know Avatar, but they're like, that's not what they say in gaming, is it? Uh, Whoever my little man is my little or person my little icons because sometimes it'll be like a bear or something but whatever my little piece is i gotta learn to you know move it fluidly because i'm the person that's like left and it goes left too much or too little or right and up and down i'm like how do i make it move like normal (laughs) help your hand-eye coordination first yes for sure all that good stuff so i look forward to it and um you know who had very quick hand-eye coordination was Will Smith because he <laughs> moved like lightning in a way that no one was prepared for, um, especially Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And I want, to, as we transition this into this general topic, but also descendant discourse, I want to start off this conversation by telling you guys, our listeners, because I already told my cousin, I'm going to try and talk as little as possible about them being Will Smith and Chris Rock as we talk about the smack um, and the Oscars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've already been thinking of all the things I want to say that have nothing to do with Will Smith, Chris Rock, or Jada Pickett Smith. Mm -hmm. But there are some things I want to say. So, um, you know, I was told we had to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. Just bring it up first. Get it yeah. up. And then I'll, I'll explain how it leads into the Descendant Discourse gotcha. after we talk about it. Gotcha. Um, it was extremely... <laughs> I think it was extremely um, surprising because for the most part, you know... I mean, I think I've seen Will Smith lose some of his temper... I'm like, I'll never think anybody's ever really seen him get violent. Like, if it was Samuel Jackson that did that, I'd be like, oh, okay. Samuel Jackson, I feel like, is a softy. Well, at least now in his old age. He's not, like, the rebellious person he was in college. But I feel like he's he's a softy. But he plays, like, you know, the M- he's the person that always says MF first. So everyone thinks he's yeah. he's bad, but he's not that bad. But Will Smith is someone that portrays, you know, soft and nice. So I think everyone thought that was him. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. This is literally not even his first time smacking somebody. Mm-mm. Now, the other smacks didn't. Again, that hand, that coordinate. It, I mean, he's not, to be, to be honest, every time he smacks someone, it's fast. I don't think any of them ever see it coming. I mean, he, it's not like he played Muhammad Ali or anything, so. <laughs> Fly <laughs> like a butterfly, sting like a bee, let me tell you. But he had to have some you, type of coordination to get that part. You got to be able to rock him, sock him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I still was surprised. I, it's not even the fact that he, I guess that he did it. I was surprised that he did it in that fashion. And then said, take your wife's by the wife's name out your effing mouth. And then, um, and then it was, all this so happened to be at the Oscars. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a time and place for everything. 
and to be quite honest, I don't even think. I mean, granted, like um, Jada Smith has alopecia, but like even still, even if you did know that, I still don't even think that's a that bad of a joke. Honestly, I really don't. I think Jada looks pretty good, bald. Okay, so you saying how you feel she looks doesn't take away from her experience of what her getting to to a place of being bald, like how how her process of that must feel. Because okay. <laughs> it's not like um, she's bald by choice. It's not like she... Um, it's it's not even about like how other people feel about it because her being a beautiful woman, you know, is undeniable, but also like doesn't express the way that she may feel about herself the way that other people see her. Mm-hmm. So okay, that's a good point. I mean, is Jada bad? And when I say bad, I mean good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So do you think that Chris Rock was out of line for telling that joke? So I <laughs> a little backstory so I could answer. I'm gonna try to make that backstory quick. I love the Oscars. We was talking about the Oscars on the last episode because I tried to watch all the best pictures mm-hmm. um that I could. I was not home when the Oscars was taping. So I was actually upset that I wouldn't get to watch it, but I figured I'd you know, get the highlights, blah, blah, blah. On the way home, I saw the slap. Like, I, I, should, I was driving and I shouldn't have been able to see it, but I saw I was like, oh my gosh. Played it on repeat on numerous occasions. But I was tired. It was late. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna, you know, I'll, I'll watch the Oscars tomorrow. Still just think, like, not getting the full tea. My sister called me while I was laid up in the bed and was giving me the play-by-plays of what she saw and blah, blah, blah. And one of the things that she said that we had to then discuss is like, we don't even know if Chris Rock wrote the joke. In the Oscars, as in, as is with most um, just televised programming, there are, it's produced, shout out to Will Packer, and there are writers and there are people that typically write presenters jokes. I think people assumed that he probably did write his and he possibly did because um, he's a comedian, so he can go off the cuff. But typically, they are reading off of a prompter. Yeah. So it's like, did first of all, did he write this joke? And if he didn't, <laughs> then I think people felt like maybe, it, you know, whoever wrote it didn't think it was going to cause what it caused. No, nobody, I think, anticipated that what happened was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Will laughed, but... As we've done on this podcast, as I've done throughout my life, sometimes that laughter can be like an awkward, nervous laughter. Like, laughter doesn't always immediately equate to like, ha, ha, ha. Sometimes it's just like, I don't know what else to do. Well, I'm a, he like, know what else to do. He got up and he slept. <laughs> I don't even think, but I don't think that, I don't think any of the things that happened were the most immediate reaction. I think they were reactions to reactions to reactions. So, oh, a joke was made. I guess I'm supposed to laugh at it. Oh, my wife looks upset. I guess I need to slap this dude. Like, I think it was, it was less, none of it was 
thought out and processed and decided upon with, you know, pros and cons list checked off. I think things just happened, including the way that Chris Rock responded to it. He was like, oh, snap. Will Smith just smacked me. Like, I, he didn't know what to do or how to respond. And then Will yelled at him. And then he's like, all right, we really got to we really got to move past this. <laughs> um, I think that all three of those people have experienced a lot in their lives that they are, you know, coming to terms with. All three of them have talked about going to therapy and um, they've all come out of like very urban, rough areas. Best eye. West side of Philadelphia and Baltimore. And now they are these people in these, who are very rich in these public spaces. And it's easy to just feel like, oh, rich people ain't got no problems. But it's, you know, there's a saying of more money, more problems for a reason, because it's, you did so much to get out of that bad situation, but you still are a product of that, of those different situations. That's true. And, um, and in, in all types of those things pile up and including, you know, having alopecia. Like if, if, if as a woman, and I'm not saying this is the case for Jada, but if you are considered or talked about a lot for your beauty and beauties in all forms, including your hair, she can have an attachment to how she feels about herself based upon her beauty and her hair. And now she don't have that. And she has to find a newfound confidence without this thing. Um, and then someone makes a joke about it and and then your husband's like who has had conversations about feeling like he doesn't defend the people in his life and and he hasn't been as strong as he wants to be and then he's um, now he's like this is a moment for me to do the things that I never felt like I do and Chris Rock has talked about um, you know getting jumped and being in therapy and going back to moments where he when he was in a situation when people were up on him and he felt like he couldn't fight back. And I'm like, all these people are going through stuff and you, and they all just reacted. And then we all watched it. And I know that I don't want any of my moments that I feel really vulnerable about to be on a public forum. Uh, Me too. Me too. Especially because of the internet. So, <laughs> I want to... This is one of the most important things I want to talk about when it comes to this Oscar situation. I need the internet to understand that I enjoy when the internet does its thing, but by making jokes. Let me say that. I love when the internet does its thing by making jokes. I do not like when the internet tries to dig up people's past to turn um to turn them into villains Mm -hmm. when and this is a very extreme comparison to so i'm going to preface that by saying it's an extreme comparison but it's a similar situation of when um people experience black people experience um police brutality and the victim of that police brutality is then put up in the media um for and they show like them 
holding guns or they show them just looking in a way that they try to create this narrative of them being a criminal or just not a good person and deserving what happens to them when they are a victim of what of any kind of thing. And it doesn't just happen in police brutality, but basically turning a victim into a villain can't stand it. Mm-hmm. So when I started to see videos and clips coming out about Jada in her past and her relationship with August Alsina and being like she or people just talking about oh she caused all of this she's like the downfall of Will for the rest of his life like that's not right this woman was sitting around minding her business even in the August Alsina situation she didn't she was minding her business mm-hmm. every time y'all bring up Tupac she be minding her business yeah. not saying nothing to nobody and then you guys try to make her a villain for whatever things that she d- does in her private life. When we know good on doggone well, she's not the only person in the world to have an open marriage. She's not the only person to, if they, you would consider cheating, cheat in her marriage. And she's not the only person to have a past of like any kind. So it just like drives me crazy to see that. I also saw clips of people showing Chris Rock um with white comedians particularly um Louis CK who has already been canceled so it's whatever but Louis CK saying the n word and how Chris like basically was co-signing him to be like yeah he's like he's like a black person and you know blah 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 and people basically trying to call Chris Rock a coon I saw that he didn't say that he was basically saying like he used to tell somebody, he's like, yo, he'll say it. Like, don't you don't know him like I do. He will 100% say it. Right. No, he said it with Chris Rock right there. And the yeah. only person that was telling him to stop saying it was Jerry Seinfeld, who literally every single person, it was Ricky Gervais, Jerry Seinfeld, Louis C.K. And it's like, none of these men are unproblematic. Jerry Seinfeld has been talked about as having like an inappropriate relationship with a 17-year-old. So it's like, all these people can be flawed. And for the one of the people who's also flawed, who's a white man, to be the only one to be like, hey, Louis C.K., don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, because then Ricky Gervais ended up saying it too. But no, basically, Chris Rock didn't say don't say it. He was just like, you know, oh, he'll say it. He'll say it. And it's like, yeah, but you as the black man in the room, you know, people feeling like he should be telling them not to say it. So basically implying, oh, well, Chris Rock is a coon, so he deserved to get slapped for this other situation. Jada Pinkett having a relationship with August Alsina has nothing to do with Chris Rock getting slapped. Chris Rock being friends with Louis C.K. has nothing to do with Chris Rock getting slapped. And Will Smith dating Jada, now being married to her after she knew Tupac, has nothing to do with Chris Rock getting slapped. Like, don't try to <laughs> make all these other things about this thing and... V- turn these victims into villains because to be perfectly honest jada is is a victim because she was the butt of a joke that has now caused this entire uproar of a situation and chris rock is a victim because he's the one that got hit yeah don't turn these people into villains and i'm not and that's not to say like oh i'm upset with will because i'm not but that's something for these two people well these three people to figure out but none of these people need to be um, turned into villains. It's just people need to take consequences for their actions. Yeah, I don't. I think I think Will did. 
you know, he said like, yo, this wasn't my, my biscuit, my brightest moment or whatever the case is. Uh, do I think that his crying when he took the award, when he was talking, like apologizing to everybody was a little fake and a little, little overdramatic? Yes. Yes, I do. You, you think the Oscar- it was fake? No, I, I won't say it wasn't dramatic, but I I think he was crying because he he was still overwhelmed in the situation. Like everyone was coming at him in that situation, whether it's to talk about it or some people were upset. He was yeah. in the middle of getting booed. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, it like I guess like it's very convenient of somebody winning the best actor award for that year, crying for to feel you know. It just looks at like, hey, you're trying to feel sympathy, whatever the case is. I mean, granted, there was absolutely nothing that he could have done in that situation to make himself look good, to be fair. Um, do I think that he's less of a person for doing this? No. I think that I've, you know, I think that people are going to make mistakes regardless. And I don't think it's how you make the mistake, it's how you fix the mistake. I think, I mean, I don't know what he did with Chris Rock. I'm just quite honest, I don't really care, but. You know, I felt like he apologized. That's really all I needed to do. I don't see him honestly making it right with Chris Rock. I I think I think their bridges were burned with each other beforehand, and it's really just him feeling bad, maybe about handling it in public or whatever. But I, I don't I don't know how he feels about it. That's not, I, I really don't care <laughs> a little bit, yeah. but if I, if I had to guess, I think his mistake is, is doing it in public. Like I would have not been surprised if this would have been an industry sh- secret of, oh, Chris, Rock, you know, a rumor of Chris Rock and Will Smith got into a fight at, at an Oscar party yeah. um, over that Jada joke. And everybody would have been like, word. And that would have been it. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but bringing it back into Descendant Discourse, I want to talk about fighting for your family. And if you've ever had situations when you have had to get into a physical altercation or a verbal altercation or just times when you feel like, because you said previously, a time and a place for everything, times when you feel like this is the time when I got to Stand behind my loved ones, and I will fight for them. Uh, like actually, have I gone to physical altercation? No. Were there times where we, you know, there were times? Well, I, first of all, I'm a, I'm for the most part, I'm a loving, not a fighter. That come, that's a double, you know. It, it, there's some perks to that, and there's you know some downsides to that. But it is what it is. I'm usually another person to throw down with a fist. Will I? A hundred percent. Jordan will be the first person to jump in front of a train for anybody when it comes to that. Like, he'll be like, nah, bro. Nah. And <laughs> go down like that. Nah. <laughs> you need to chill before I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> and if and if I needed someone to fight for me, I would whoop my cousin Jordan there. <laughs> because you right. He would do it. And I feel like he could handle business. And I feel like they'd look at him and immediately be intimidated and would simmer down before Jordan even have to put their hands on his hands on them. I've seen that happen many times where all Jordan does is be like, you need to chill before <laughs> I don't chill. <laughs> like, all right, bet. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> Do not want any of the smoke. 
Um, I mean, there have been some like situations. I don't want to get into it like now, but like where we're like, you know, where like us as brothers were like, yo, we need to deal with the situation, blah blah blah, blah. and you know. I don't know. Like I, this is the thing too. Is that like in the back? The reason why I say I'm like I'm loving that fire because I don't want to go to jail. You know that guy mm-hmm. that's in um the Boondocks, um the lawyer guy, uh, uh, Tom. Yeah, yeah, and he's scared of going to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to go to like it's not like I don't not want to go to jail because I'm just scared of getting raped. I just <laughs> raped. <laughs> I just don't want to go to jail. I feel like jail is inconvenient and stupid. Um, and it serves absolutely no purpose in my life. So I try to avoid it at all costs. Um, so for me to get into altercation to basically prove I'm the man, I think it's stupid. If it's actually to protect somebody, then yeah. But that's what it would be. Like That's partly what it appears to be is that you're fighting in defense of someone or you are letting someone know, even if you you don't intend it to be a full on fight, but you cannot mess with my family. I do not play about my family. Um, Some people have said like, you know, that slap was a warning. And then that, you know, that yelling was the additional warnings to say, keep my wife's name or my mama's name or whomever's name out your mouth. Like, you don't want these problems, it will get worse. <laughs> yeah, I think that he will... I think that, like, I would probably shout from my seat. <laughs> I'll just be honest. Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily go up to Chris Rock and slap him. Sorry, Brett. Um, <laughs> you know, just... It's just not me. Like, I just would try to avoid... Like, Especially in a public situation. If it's in private, will I probably do it? That's a different situation. 100%. Like, I'd, I, might, I might throw down, especially well, especially in like a sensitive situation like that, where it seemed like that's what it was. Um, and maybe I don't even know if Will like even understood the joke. Like, I think Will got the joke after, or I don't know. <laughs> because it just happened. Like, you see Will laughing, then the camera goes from Will. No, we're talking about you. We're not talking about them no more. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um yeah i probably wouldn't do it in the book situation what about you okay so first it needs to be understood that i am also not a fighter and not just like oh i'm a lover not a fighter it's like i don't necessarily have to be a lover either i'm just i'm just not trying to fight um i've literally only got into any form of a fight like once ironically i also did slap a girl and it was also because she said the wrong thing and it wasn't even that bad but it did tip me over the edge so i've been in i wasn't in defense of anyone but she just said the wrong thing when i was already upset so i hit her and i look back on it and i'm like but that didn't make sense and (laughs) i never you know got into a fight again but I've had, you know, conversations with friends where they're like, oh, if we're out and someone's trying to jump me or if it's just a girl fight, because there's this episode of Girlfriends where that happens. And in that episode, Joan is just standing on the curb like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? And I told all of them, I was like, that will be me. And you will, you know, I think that's also important to have that person that doesn't fight because you need someone 
to call an ambulance if someone's hurt or you need someone to get the car around if the police are coming and we need to leave to everybody hop in real quick like you need someone to be um coherent enough and not hurt enough to assess and take care of the situation and i am great at that i am good at handling you know the aftermath of some chaos but i am not going to be good at fighting back also previously i'm not built for fighting my arms have always been the smallest part of my body um i used to be smaller but even when i'm bigger it's not bigger to any way to to punch and fight and scratch or whatever you know however people fight i don't know um i'm not built for it the only thing i did have strong body part of are my legs i'm like i can wrap someone around my legs and hold them down for a second. But really, I want to be fleeing. I want to use my legs to get away. So I think even now with me like working out and trying to build up my arm strength, I'm still not building up my arm strength to start swinging. Like (laughs) I I still don't feel like I'm going to get in a physical fight. However, the one thing that I have been skilled at all my life And I hope that this podcast is a testament to it is that I'm skilled with my tongue and I can come back with a retort and I can roast somebody up and down the block. So if it's someone like making fun of my family member, I can come for your neck and make you feel like crying. I feel like I would definitely do that. Yeah. I like to think I can do that. It just depends. Like it doesn't happen consistently for sure. I mean, I I feel like I can do it where I'm not like, oh, uh, let me get a second to think of my jokes. I'm like, no, I, I can come off this dome with it and just come for you and make you hate everything about yourself. Like, I'm one of those people that if I was a comedian, I would make fun of whatever is currently in front of me. And that would probably be funnier than whatever my written practice time joke is. Like, I would talk about whatever it is you're wearing or, um, you know, just just physical things about you that you seem to uh, give off and like energy. I feel like I'd be good at that. Mm -hmm. So if someone came up to me and was like, you know, sister, friend, cousin, they were, you know, these people come for me. I would go up to them like, which people? I hope it's not them people in that ugly outfit, because let me tell you, this is not the occasion for that. Like, you know, I would, I would start that and I would do it really, really loud. I'm good at being loud. And calling and just calling people out on stuff. Um, but if I see them start to approach me like with an attitude like they're ready to swing, I'd be like, and now we run. And if you're not next to me, I'm sorry that you got hit, but you should have been ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like like with having kids too, mm-hmm. the funny thing about it, especially for boys, I feel like for men, they kind of tell them you have to be ready to fight. Um, I think, yeah, I think if, oh, like, like my boys. What's my boys? Is that a movie? No, like, like if I have kids, I'd have to to fight them. Yeah, like, like if you have a son and he's, you know, going to school, you would kind of tell him like, you shouldn't start a fight. But if somebody tries to fight you, you, you know, you got to be ready to defend yourself type thing. No, I'm not telling them that. What type of crap is that? No, that's stupid. So you gonna tell them to run? I don't know what I'm gonna tell them. Actually, I'm. I probably gonna tell them the same thing. 
I don't know. I forgot what my parents told us. What my mom said. Because my parents never told us to fight. Yeah. Right. I I don't I don't know if my my brother was ever told to fight. Um. I know that my dad probably feels like he could disarm a situation because he did some form of martial arts at some point in his life. But I I've heard stories from both of my parents where they were like in a physical situation, probably living in New York and it just being like, you know, New York. And um, I think maybe my dad was about to be mugged, but my mom, the way she tells the story, she was just on the subway. So in my mind, someone probably was just pushing because it was crowded, but she, the way she tells it was, is like, she was fighting for her life. Um, (laughs) And, um, so maybe they were trying to mug her too or something. I don't know. But it's, they literally were like, you know, if I didn't, you know, if we, I didn't fight, like, you know, my who was going to take care of my kids? Who was going to take care of my family? So I think they felt like, you know, in, a, in this moment, they had to at least appear like they'd be ready to fight. Like they like stand their ground and put up enough of a, enough energy to, to defend themselves. And I'm, just really gracious that I never was in that situation, but I'm like, okay, well, how do I prepare my kid if they are in that situation? Or if they're like out together with their siblings and it's like, you always say, make sure that you all are good. Like take care of your brother, take care of your sister. Mm -hmm. But what does that look like? Fighting. (laughs) 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 That's what it looks like. There's no, I don't think there's a way around it. Um, I think that, like, when you try all other means, um, you could try other means, like, talking or whatever, try to de-escalate it, but, like, teenagers are going to, I think teenagers are probably the same in 3000 BC as they are today, and somebody's going to fight. Because kids don't listen to words at all whatsoever. Or if they do... If I can't say nothing back that's witty enough, I'm going to hit you in the face. <laughs> right. But I, I think it's also not just kids. Like, there are apparently are situations when adults get into physical altercations. And, you know, even though I probably would be Chris Rock in that situation, especially, I, I think with Chris... <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about it. If somebody hit me... <laughs> If somebody hit me in the face right now, mm-hmm. I would probably instinctively try to turn and run. If I was in this, but if I saw them walking away and I wasn't presented in front of people, then maybe I would try to play it off. Like, you know, somebody that I'm not supposed to be referring to right now did. But it's like, but really, I would already have ran back to what I would consider a safe place. And I'm just being honest. Like I would have I would have dipped. That would have been the end of that presentation. Somebody just ran up on me. I got to go. <laughs> this is not a safe space for me. Protect your life at all costs. <laughs> right. And 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 if I was like the person that was trying to defend someone else and I was going up and talking you know, and, and then someone swung on me, then I'm grabbing whoever I was going to defend and we getting up out of here because again, this is not a safe place. This is not a safe place for us. We need to go yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. We need to be in spaces where we don't have to worry about our safety. <laughs> I mean, those are all <laughs> those are all good points. All of them. 
And the thing is, is like, you know, a lot of people don't think like that. A lot of people think that, you know, what I say goes, not necessarily what I say goes, but like pride is worth more than, um, pride is worth the fall. Yeah. Perfectly put. Pride is worth the fall. <laughs> so, like, and I, I don't care that much. Again, that could be my downfall or whatever, and I don't care. I don't think it's your downfall. I think that pride is 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 problematic. Like there are things to be proud of, accomplishments, you know, success, blah blah blah, yada yada. But just the the notion of I should be respected because I should be respected, and this person doesn't respect you. Okay. <laughs> are there other people who do like you getting into a fight with them because they don't respect you they've already made a decision exactly. you fighting back isn't necessarily going to change their decision it's just exactly. now you've gotten in a fight exactly but unfortunately that is not how the world works and respect you know Right, but that's the thing. Is like I feel like there there are situations and people where it it is like it's not just that they have to do it for respect. Like in the case of bullying, sometimes you have to defend yourself or you know stand up for other people because that person that is causing the like abuse or bullying or whatever they may not stop. So it's like you do it not just to say like oh this person don't like me, but you know. I'll probably never be in this situation again. Mm-hmm. It's I may have to come across them again, and and they are very likely to do this again. So I have to do something to make them stop. But I don't look forward to the idea of it being like violence. Like I was in, I used to have conversations with my ex where he would say things that honestly used to like frighten me where I'm like, I hope we never get in a fight because he would say if he was in a fight or no, if if we were in a situation and he felt like someone was attacking me or just basically like he had to defend me, his thought process is to beat them to the point of they can't get up again. Because if, if he hits them and they swing back, he doesn't know how it's going to like, how the back and forth is going to go. So he has to be able to fight to the point of ending it for real. Otherwise, he don't know if we're going to make out of it. And I'm just like, that's your first thought process? It's like, oh, I got to fight them to where they can't fight no more. I'm like, you don't, like, I I would rather it be like the situation that we're no longer speaking of where it's like, hmm. Yeah. And and I meant it, and you better not say nothing else, and that be it, as opposed to this wop 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 some more. Like <laughs> this is not a Cardi B song. We know wop it all up and down the place. <laughs> I didn't know exactly how to put it together. I was like, ah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you're right, though. You're right. Right, and but that's the, the, there are a lot of people that feel that way, and I can't, you know, deny them their experience. There's there's a reason they think that way. Mm-hmm. I don't think they just woke up in the morning and decided I must beat someone to a pulp. Like they have had experiences where they're like, if I don't do it this way, it could end up worse for me or for whomever yeah. I love. 
And um, again, all I can say is like, I'm fortunate where I don't have those problems. I'm fortunate enough to live in a world where nonviolence is an option for me. <laughs> and preferred. <laughs> right. And the preferred option. But it's, it's, it's like, you know, for, for people... It's like how, you know, we can be over here in America looking at what's happening in the Ukraine or just often in other countries where they're like, look at all that violence. Look at all these people fighting for land and power and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, place of privilege, able to say that. Like, isn't that nice for us? Because those people are minding their, like, there's people in that country, same way as us, that's like, but why we got to do this? Why does this have to happen? Why? Why there are, there are kids whose parents you know t- you know tell them do what you can to not be, become a child soldier like I want to protect my kid for someone not to put a gun in their hand to fight yeah. an unnecessary war that none of us want to be a part of. Yeah. Meanwhile, I just gotta tell my kid, hey, try not to you know get in a fight at school or not get bullied or whatever. I'm like, it's it's so easy to say, hey kid, don't get in a fight at school. But I'm like, but what if what if somebody hit on them? <laughs> this, mm-hmm. Like, I can't act like it's not gonna happen, and I can't yeah. be mad at the people who have a game plan ready <laughs> for if it does happen. Because me, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I would not be prepared. My instinct is to run, and I hope I can get away fast. I hope I can. Throw enough elbows, because that's the only thing I have worth using. My elbows are sharp. <laughs> I hope I can hold them down with my legs, get an elbow in, and get up fast enough to be able to run away. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a solid plan. I'm not going to lie. It don't sound solid. It's just the plan that I have. <laughs> You're right. It wasn't a solid plan. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, cousin, for trying to make me feel better about my unsolid plan. It is very mushy. It's kind of like slime or gack or something. It, it was not solid in any way, shape, or form. It it is the it's technically a solid because it's not liquid and it's not gas, but it is not hard solid. It is not granite. It is not rock. It is mushy. It's basically mashed potatoes. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty accurate. I would say <laughs> it was. Yeah, I mean that was just the, that's all. That's all. If that's what you got, though, you gotta do. You gotta make lemons. Where make lemonade where there's lemons. That's all. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is what it is. And you'll teach your kids the same way. <laughs> <laughs> just run away, Johnny. Just I'm like, run. there's a lot of life skills I can teach you, but fighting won't be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well does that mean we're going to come out of the descendant discourse have we wrapped up this this conversation in a bow can i never speak of it again no i'll probably come up later okay <laughs> <laughs> well let's still head on over to a moment in media what have you been watching and getting into funnily enough um a YouTube video. It was just, I, I was listening to a, a playlist on Spotify, um, and it was Toby Nimue. Toby, Toby Nimue. Mm-hmm. You talking about the rapper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that guy's still like you know, I mean it's old. So, um, the song Five Five. 
I love that song so much. It's a five, five. Yeah, I, I love it. Like I, I, I'm gonna do it at my wedding. Hopefully, I can just get my groomsmen to like, like, <laughs> like mosh pit <laughs> or something at the wedding. I have no idea. But I love that. That song gets me so hyped. I don't know why. I just, love, I like, I just love the wordplay. Anyway, he's like, he's just an amazing um, creator. Um, he didn't just come out of nowhere, but like he's, you know, he's come from getting his hair done on the couch to making whole sets and color schemes, and I just love it. I, I, I I'm about it where he's at, and that's it. That's the, that's my moment. <laughs> See, moment in media is you know music, which is a nice little change, a little, a little something different. I always have a bunch of stuff to watch, so I'm surprised I even found anything new. But it is on HBO Max. It's a British comedy, and it's called Starstruck. It uh, is about this girl who's just like very, I would say, regular common i don't want to make that sound rude but she's just like a regular girl um who clearly is still like has an interesting personality but she's a regular girl she works as a part-time nanny and she works at a uh movie theater cinema Mm. two jobs that i've had (laughs) (laughs) and she goes to a new year's eve party that she doesn't really want to be at she doesn't really believe in new year's i also do not like New Year's Eve. I don't like to be out on New Year's Eve. Um, mine is based on a little bit more of a traumatic experience, but I'm also like, I'm just watching it and I'm like, this girl is giving me me vibes. <laughs> um, <laughs> although she's, uh, I feel like maybe part Aboriginal Australian or New Zealand woman. So, you know, she's not completely like me, but she was just giving me a lot of me in the show. And she uh, goes, you know, it's New Year's Eve. She's drunk. She kisses this dude and ends up like having sex with him, hooking up with him or whatever. And then the next day, she kind of realizes, oh, snap, this dude's famous. (laughs) And it just kind of follows them sometimes uh, seeing each other, like, throughout the course of a few months. And her experience of, like, kind of dating, kind of being into this famous person, the celebrity, and figuring out if she can really live in his world as a regular girl who works at the movie theater and is a part-time nanny. And it's really funny. Uh, I would recommend it to people. Uh, the second season, is the show old? Oh, no. Sorry. The second season just came out. I was like, oh, no. Is this an old show that I just found out about? No, I think it's new. I think it's new. So, <laughs> uh, the second season just came out uh, recently on HBO Max, So. I would suggest for people to watch it if you have HBO Max. I think it's cute. I feel like I would, um, I could, you know, I don't think I'm going to ever meet a celebrity, but it's kind of like how I imagine my life would be like if I met a celebrity because I'm a cute girl, but also I'm regular. I'm a regular schmegler person. (laughs) So (laughs) I would believe they would kind of be interested in, you know, my personality and then, also think I'm kind of cute and that would be what draws them in like oh she's cute enough but also she's just really funny and I'm like yeah and I'm just gonna try to like you for your personality too even though you're a very 
sexy, famous person, and I don't want to be distracted by that. I don't know. So yeah, that's my moment of media. Okay. That's I'm glad I remembered. I was like, woof, I know I was watching something. <laughs> <laughs> and the only other thing I, I was going to talk about was young, African, and famous, but I was like, I don't, or young, famous, and African, whatever the order is. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. I mean, that one's also pretty good, but it's not. Like, it's a reality show. So, um, if you like reality shows, you can watch it. No, I do. I, mean, I, I watch it if it's on TV. Like, my fiance love, like, likes them. But I don't I will never go out of my way to watch Big Brother or Below Deck or. That's right. Watches, yeah. so. I watch a lot of stuff, but I typically do not watch that much reality TV. And the reality TV I do like, I do like, I prefer competition shows than just life style famous people doing whatever stuff so yeah um are there any other topics that you were thinking about that you wanted to discuss otherwise this is gonna be a super short episode which is fine because you've got somewhere to be i don't even know if we're going somewhere now Um, oh not anymore i don't know because if not we can you know talk about things and we'll see if we keep them in the episode or not Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, like what? Like what? I wasn't prepared for this. Um, I I have an experience that um that I could ask you about that maybe I shouldn't be talking about on a public forum, but whatever. Um, if you have like ended a relationship with someone and not just like a romantic relationship, just like someone that you don't talk to anymore. It could be a friend, an acquaintance, a schoolmate, coworker, whatever. Do you often still like interact with the people that you met through that person? That is oddly specific. (laughs) Because I feel like I'm sort of kind of in that same situation. Oh, let's talk about it. So, like, you know, I worked at the movie theater mm-hmm. and um, and we all like, you know, hung out and stuff, whatever the case is. Um, I'm, I'm just telling you my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have always felt like, you know, that they were always, my friends were always my ex's friends first and then I just happened to tag along. Mm-hmm. Um whether that's the case or reality or whatever the case is, you know, it's neither here nor there. But the point is that now I don't think um, I necessarily hang out with them or really even talk to them. Because, like, you know, I think it's, uh, let me say that again. Sorry. Let me backtrack. I think I'm at the point in my life that if people aren't going to make an effort to have a relationship with me, I'm not going to have, like, force a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think if people, if you don't necessarily talk to, you know, say, let's just insist my ex, if I don't talk to the ex, if that person, you know, if that person still cares about you be still being in their life, that it's going to be a mutual effort. Um, I don't think it's going to be just a one-sided thing. And I've, you know, and I felt like it was just a one-sided thing. And then I just kind of like, mm-hmm. in a matter of words, just kind of stopped caring, so. 
And I think it's what stopped carriages because I got older. So. Right, but but what about like like that's easy? I think to to draw that line with the person that you've ended the relationship with because sure. typically there's been enough of a back and forth that you've decided to close that book. Yeah. But what about this other person or this other? I can I can even say it doesn't even have to be a person. Like in some situations, people feel like if I took you to this one place, like I told you about this restaurant or I told you about this bar or I told you about, you know, this type of event and we aren't friends anymore or we aren't in a relationship anymore, you shouldn't be able to go there because that's my spot. And I'm like, no, (laughs) like I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I have experienced awkward situations of been like, okay, well, e- like even that happened with my ex of technically I knew he worked at this bar, but the bar literally, or we, or that he was supposed to start working at this bar. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you're going to work at this bar one night out the week. Yeah. And it's a brand new bar. You tell me I can't ever go to this bar. And then, I happened to be free to go to the bar the day that he happened to be working. And he, you know, decided to come up to my table with the person I was with and and make himself known because he felt like he, like it was his space to, to dominate and control. And that me not saying something. And I'm like, this ain't your bar, dude. Like, I don't. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm allowed to be where I would like to be, and I don't need your permission to be there. Um, and c- kind of the same with like interacting with people. I'm like, that person has their own autonomy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I should be able to, but I also think about like the awkwardness of it. Like, do uh, I want to deal with the awkwardness? I never want to deal with awkwardness. Um. I mean, sometimes you kind of have to deal with awkwardness, though. Mm. It is what it is. Um, and sometimes things are awkward at first, and then it becomes less awkward as time goes on. Right. You kind of have to deal with awkwardness first. So the person that I got the switch from was someone that I know from someone that I no longer talk to. So it was yeah, just like... The person that I bought the switch from, yeah, I know that person through someone that I no longer speak to. Gotcha. Okay. So you know, in the moment of being like, "Oh, they're selling a switch," I've been t- literally talking about and saving to buy a switch. Um, I can buy it right now. They agreed to it. I I know they still talk to that person. I'm like. Is this gonna be weird? Should I be doing this? Should they be doing this? It's happening now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but to me, I'm like, I don't, you know, there's no blab, but this is a mutually yeah. beneficial transaction. I don't know, but there's some people I'm just, I feel like would just be like, no, you can't do that. Why? That's stupid. First of all, that's business. Ain't nothing coming away with me in business. Nothing. I don't care. So family doesn't come into you a business? No, Again, we talk about right. when you fight for family. If you fighting for the family, you like, family, bump you, this is business. Because no. in, in the case of people we was talking about that we not going to name because we're not talking about them anymore, um, that was a that was a business event. 
The Oscars yeah. is the biggest night in Hollywood. Hollywood is all tree a business. Yeah, but the, and that's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, I guess, situations. So, like, if you get offended because I'm selling you, I'm not talking about you or whatever. I'm selling your enemy. We'll say this, you know, your, your enemy or somebody, you, your ex or whatever. There's nothing to do with you. No, but this is this say say Britney got an enemy. Or no, Britney Britney is no longer friends with somebody. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, Nathaniel, you want I have um something that either you want or a way for you to get money. Nah, she hates you, we hate you. Okay, but that's what I did. No, no, <laughs> like no, that's no. what this other like again, this to this other I'm not friends with that person anymore, but that person still has a relationship. With the with this person, are they so it's dating? Like, like in a relationship, or it's a friendship. They are family. Oh then, no. So you think less of your siblings? <laughs> no, no, that's not what I said. No. You hear that? No. You hear that, Jordan? You hear that, Danny? You hear that, Joel? And they will work with your enemies. No, it's not the case. That's what you just said. <laughs> you're you're. That's literally my. That was literally my situation. The sibling of someone I am no longer cool with is who I bought the switch from. Are you cool with the sibling? No, we no longer. I mean, I don't have a relationship with the sibling. I had a like. I only know the sibling. Like, yeah, I was. I was cool with them, but I will only see them typically because of this person that I no longer speak to. Hmm. Me and the sibling do not have our own personal relationship. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing bad on your part. Let me say it like that. You didn't do nothing. I wanted to switch. You were selling one. I had the money to buy. <laughs> like, I would say that's me, not your business. It ain't no problem. Exactly. I would say that's not even your concern. You wanted to switch. You got to switch. On the back, on the flip side of it, I really wouldn't be interested if that other party is offended that they sold you a switch. But I think, you know, it's just a switch. It's not like you went into deep conversation. I think you just money, product, done. Like if Britney, like would Britney sell something to one, like sell a cake to one of her enemies? Probably. No. That's what I'm saying. But what about if you were on the other side? If I if if I was the person with the switch, should I sell it to <laughs> someone that I know my sibling or my significant other or even you have has a problem with? Like should I sell your ex a switch? If you want. <laughs> like it's not like like if you there's difference with selling something and, and then hanging out. Like if you were going out and hanging out with some, you know, my ex that's something different. But like if you are like selling, making money off your ex. Yeah, then who cares? That's what I'm saying. Okay. I feel like I probably would <laughs> do a similar thing, but it also depends on like why they are beefing with the person. That's my family or or my significant other, or whatever. That's true too. Um, if it, I, I feel like if it was a person they were in a relationship with, I probably wouldn't do that. That 
hits very, you know, relationship stuff hits hard. But there's people, there's like people who say like someone's mom will talk to like their child's ex once they build like a relationship with them. And, and it's not like they have kids or anything or share property or a business. They'll just be like, oh, you know, you they met them when that was their girlfriend or boyfriend. And they're like, oh, we miss you. And you were like family and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. People always look like, mama, no, like we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, maybe I would then. I, I feel like if my, one of my, okay. If my brother's first girlfriend that I met, like if I saw her on the street, and she was like, she wanted to do something. I would, I would say yes because she was a nice person. Mm. And did it end up bad terms? Bad terms? Not as far as I know. But the second ex, I would, I wouldn't even, you know, I would cross the street <laughs> if I saw her coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I don't even want to interact with you to have to pretend like we cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think it depends on like what their relationship situation is with my friend or significant other or family member. That's true. That's true too. Yeah, I think it. I think it's situation to situation. Yeah, that's that's what we should take away from this episode. And I think I'm gonna name it that is like nuance is important, even for the reasons why someone would slap someone. You can't say there's no, there's never a time for violence. Violence exists for a reason, you know what I mean? And we're getting to a place where we're trying to have less and less reasons, but there's a reason for everything and nuance is important. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let me write that down. Nuance is important. And I'm going to text it to you in case you forget. It's either going to be reasons for everything or nuance is important. (laughs) I thought about um, making a TikTok account. that um like trying different tequilas i made a tiktok uh, i've never made it did i tell you no look at us sounding all old because <laughs> to, to be honest we are old tiktok is for gen Zers, and we are millennials it is beyond our generation it really so really if we got some gen Zers listening to the podcast thank you for keeping us young Please like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Now, that may feel like an old people app. It is. But that's where we're at right now. We're also on the Twitters at Cuzzo Convos. Twitter's nice. And, you know, maybe I will turn the personal TikTok into a podcast TikTok. Or maybe I'll make a podcast TikTok. But I got to learn how to use it first. So we'll see what happens. You know? I got to practice. Um. We would love for you guys to respond to some of our questions, send us your comments, send us questions in the email if you want to, or in the DMs. We just want to hear from you guys. Anything else you want to add, Cuzzo, before we head on out? No, ma'am. You said nope? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. All right. Well, this ends Cuzzo Convos. We thank you for joining our family, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.